Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Got a lot to get to today. We didn't get to react to the news that SMU named its starting quarterback last week. We're going to do that. We're going to share some camp intel that we're hearing. Um, and also, uh, I'm going to wrap up with talking a little bit about recruiting. Um, got to see Jackson Lavender, SMU wide receiver commit. Got to see a um, pair of SMU commits out of... Um, out of uh, South Oak Cliff and Abdul Muhammad and Randy Reese. So we got a lot to get to today on this edition of the podcast. So excited to jump right in. And let's lead off with the quarterbacks. SMU named Tanner Mordecai uh, the starting quarterback uh, on Friday. And quite honestly, if you've been out to practice, if you've gotten to observe the quarterbacks this fall, it's not really shocking to me. You know, I think just from the get-go, Tanner Mordecai the first week really looked quite honestly, much better uh, than Preston Stone. Preston had a, a real good couple-day stretch um, just before Tanner was named the starting quarterback. Um, and, and I think that kind of shocked me as to why Rhett Lashley picked that Friday to name his starter. But um, it made a lot of sense to me. You know, Tanner Mordecai has a ton of skins on the wall. Um, there are tons of areas he can get better at. Obviously, just like everybody else the last few games of the year were not what he wanted to write home about um, in 2021, but he has looked a lot better in fall camp. He has looked in much more in control. He's been confident. He's been explosive with the plays he's made, um, and he's become a leader. You know, talking with him a- about that championship mindset just really stood out to me, and I think being named the starter allows him to continue to push that mantra of, we're, we're here for a championship. That is all that matters. Think about it in everything that you do. Every decision you make should be about winning a championship at SMU. And he started that just after the last season ended uh, when Rhett Lashley took over. That was what um, you know he started really going in on. So I, I think he is somebody right now that is poised for a big year. Of course, Rhett Lashley did name Tanner Mordecai the starting quarterback with the caveat that Preston Stone will play and that he's earned the right to play. And I agree with him. I think Preston Stone looks a lot better. I think the work that he put in this summer, um, you know, I I asked him directly, I said, are you trimmed down? Uh, And he said, you know, we just had a good, you know, summer with with, uh, Coach Griswold and all that stuff. But, I mean, it was apparent to me that he had trimmed down. So kind of kudos to him in terms of the work he put in to be in this situation, to be better prepared. Um, in his second full, you know, second full year now um, on a college campus. So I think for Preston, uh, you know, this probably is a little bit of a downer, but I, I think when you look at this quarterback duo right now, you know, Tanner Mordecai is going to go to the league after this season unless he completely tanks. And then even then, you know, do you go somewhere else? Do you just try the league anyway? I just think at his age, He's going to go take his talents to the NFL. So he's planning on having a big year, clearly. And then that'll give Preston Stone the full reins, multiple years to go, all those things. And you sit in a pretty good spot. I think he's got the talent uh, to be a very good quarterback at SMU. The quarterback coaches, the offensive coordinator, head coach, they're all high on what Preston brings to the table. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does eventually when he gets his time. I think the staff, and I was actually having this conversation Monday morning at practice, 
I think the staff is a little bit more aggressive than the last one, not only just you know pushing the ball down the field, but just overall. I don't think they're going to be a staff that sits back and says, okay, we're up 28 points on USF right now. It's midway through the third quarter. They can still come back, uh, analytics says, so let's not put in Preston Stone. I think they're going to be you know, a staff that's like, okay, we're up 28 points. We're clearly in control. Let's go get Preston in there. If we lose this game, clearly we're doing something very, very wrong in general. Um, but let's go get Preston Stone some reps, uh, get him into a rhythm, give him a real opportunity. And I think the same goes for games like North Texas, Lamar, games like that, that if they do get in control like that, they'll get him in there. Same for any other game of the year. I think last year's staff was very scared of the idea that depth-wise, they, they always kind of cited depth or this or that as far as why they were leaving starters in and things like that. But this staff, I think they're just going to be more aggressive, and I think that's going to lead to Preston Stone getting more time than he did last year. I mean, they're, they're going to have to. They have to get him more reps um, or else he's, you know, maybe then he thinks, okay, well, am I doing something wrong, wrong? It's one thing to be behind an all-AAC-type quarterback, but, you know, if I'm not seeing reps when, you know, the game is out of hand, maybe I'm doing something wrong or this is the wrong situation for me. That's when I would start to get worried if you're an SMU fan as far as if Preston was going to leave or anything like that. But I don't think he's going to, and I don't think he's got that on his mind. He even was quoted before, you know, the starting quarterback was named. It's his job is to help this team win a championship, whether he's playing or not. So I think that's another sign that, you know, he's clearly bought in. Um, and, and that's kind of what Tanner said. You know, everybody has to be in the mindset of we have to be on – you know, on about winning a championship. So, you know, I think, I think this is a wise move. Um, you know, even though it surprised me timing wise, I think this is a wise move to go ahead and get this out of the way, make this decision now, um, and, and get these guys, you know, locked in on, on UNT now, you know, that's what's next. That's what's coming up. Um, and, and I think naming the starter now allows them to do that and maybe, you know, come out a little bit more crisp. So, Good decision by Rhett Lashley. Um, not too surprised to see Tanner Mordecai name the starter. A um, couple of other newsy items around camp. You know, this is a team that I do think obviously still needs to stay healthy, um, and, and that's many teams around the country. But you have a team that I think wants to find some consistency on, on the offensive line. They're just kind of struggling to. They've had Jalen Thomas out, Justin Osborne out, Thalen Robinson out. Marcus Bryan out, and it's all kind of been jump, jumbled around a little bit, but now Jalen Thomas is back. Justin Osborne's back. Um, now Marcus Bryan is still out, and Thalen, Thalen Robinson is still out. So they're still looking for some continuity, continuity on the offensive line, but I do think that's a group that, you know, is going to be one to really watch as far as, you know, potentially being um, maybe a surprise group. I just think once they find the, the, those five, it could look a lot better. But um, a lot of questions until the games come on, you know, so that's still a group that has to come together, has to figure out how to be the best five they can be, um, you know, before a lot of things happen for this offense. But they're aggressive in practice with their offensive play calling. Um, and, you know, another thing to watch now is we've seen the injury bug jump up and bite the receiving court. Jake Bailey, Bo Corrales, um, you know, they've been careful with Rasheed Rice. That's a group that has to stay healthy. I know they're deep. It's probably the deepest SMU receiving core I've been around. Um, 
you've always had a really good uh, for the last I think probably decade and a half had a really good starting three or four like really good but you haven't necessarily had the depth I think they have the depth like when Jake Bailey's sitting out uh you know you have Roger Daniels you have Teddy Knox you have Moochie Dixon you have all those guys Bo Corrales you have Rasheed Rice who also plays on the outside you have Austin Upshaw you have Dylan Goffney you have all these guys so the receiving core still looks apart despite getting hit by the injury bug. A um, couple of camp injuries here or there. Guys like Terrence Newman uh, have, have missed here and there. Um, you know, Turner Cox hasn't been out there. Uh, but for the most part, they've stayed pretty healthy. You know, Kamar Wheaton got the red jersey off, so he's coming around. He, you know, is now going to be in the mix um, a little bit more and, and has gotten more opportunities. Uh, I think this team is starting to come together. Um, I, I do think there are some things they're going to have to show on the field that they've really improved. You know, offensive line would be one, secondary would be another. Um, but there's a lot to like about this team. I, I really do think that. And, you know, now that the starting quarterback's settled, that's a good thing. So with that, going to move into the recruiting portion of the podcast now. Um, I was out to see Jackson Lavender Monday morning. Uh, he really moves around well. You know, he's somebody that uh, I think has those verified testing uh, measurables that we like. He's undersized in a way. He's, he looks a little thicker than when I saw him in the spring. Uh, so he's definitely in football shape rather than track shape, I would say. Um, he just looks like he's ready to shoulder a load. I think he's going to do a bunch of different things, play corner, play running back, uh, play wide receiver for Lovejoy. Uh, he just looks like somebody that has a chance to, to catch a lot of footballs at SMU um, during his career. He's really excited to be uh, headed to SMU. I mean, that's he 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 is definitely one of the leaders of this class, and and very excited about heading to SMU. Um, I, you know, last week I I went over to South Oak Cliff, saw Randy Reese, saw Abdul Muhammad. You know, two of the the you know top high school players in the area. I would say Abdul Muhammad. You know, a little bit limited size wise. He's like five nine. He kind of reminds me of a a shorter you know, thickly built linebacker, but, you know, might be a little frame limited. So he's a leader on that South Oak Cliff defense, uh, won the defensive MVP in the state title game. I do think he's just a little bit limited as far as what he's going to bring at the next level. Um, we'll kind of see how that goes, but, you know, a really good instinctive player. So I'm interested to see how he pans out. But man, Randy Reese looks the part. I mean, he looks like somebody that it wouldn't shock me if a big school kind of came in and tried to change his mind. But he told me, UTSA is the only program trying to change his mind at the moment, but he's pretty locked into SMU, really high on, um, you know, just overall his relationships there, staying home, playing in front of his family. Um, and, and we posted that story on theponyexpress.com uh, just over the weekend as well. So check those out. Uh, and we'll have more from Jackson as well uh, as Peyton Pierce, uh, four-star 2024 linebacker who has been on campus a few times. So we've got stories from those guys coming Got video uh, that I shot of Jackson kind of running around. I, I might be out at their scrimmage on Thursday because they're playing McKinney, uh, which has Keldrick Luster and also has a bunch of um, SMU targets just overall um, on that team in the class of 2024 especially. So um, looking forward to getting out there and seeing them. And then finally, uh, a little bit of news uh, with SMU's uh, non-conference schedule coming out for the basketball side of things. Uh, Rob Lanier and that whole group finalize that schedule. Um, you know, we really haven't um, found out too much 
uh, or we didn't find out too much, too many like new things about that program uh, as far as what they were looking to schedule. We broke a lot of the uh, non-conference schedule over the last month and a half. Um, you know, I know you guys were waiting on that TCU game to get announced. That was more of a formal announcement. That was why they waited. Um, you know, for the Lone Star Showdown to be announced along with UTA and Texas State that are playing before SMU TCU um, on uh, on uh, December 10th in Dickey's Arena. So that'll be a fun uh, game for SMU fans to check out. Uh, also going down to College Station on November 30th, um, which is a really, you know, quality non-conference matchup uh, for SMU to have on their agenda. Um, you know, so they'll have that one um, to, to check out. Also Dayton, Arizona State, New Mexico. Um, and then they're also, you know, going to play – you know, Paul Quinn College, D2, uh, Texas A&M Commerce is coming up. But, you know, I would say it's a good schedule. Like, it, it is not something that overall is is elite or overall is a game changer. Um, but it's a, it's a really good schedule that can kind of reinvigorate the fan base a little bit about scheduling with those regional matchups uh, against the likes of, you know, um, TCU, Texas A&M especially, and then uh, some regional stuff going on there too. So overall, I like the schedule uh, that SMU put together. Uh, looking forward to covering that. The team is going to be back on campus next week, week or so, week and a half, uh, and then they'll get into their fall workouts. So I'll go out there, watch them practice, see what they're looking like, and also we'll have some recruiting news to drop as well uh, later this week. Going to try to dig around for some of that because I know you guys want to know where things are headed there, but they just kind of uh, keep um, you know, kind of a low profile. Uh, they dished out a lot of 2024 and 2025 uh, offers over the last couple weeks, um, but they are certainly uh, circling uh, a few key high school prospects that they're really high on. So we'll get you guys some notes on that as well. So with that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back later this week um, with more. Um, and also, SMU is getting close to closing in on another commitment, so be sure to stay tuned on on theponyexpress.com for the latest. Appreciate all of you guys that subscribed for that $1 for a month um, deal that we had, as well as uh, had a great time at the uh, season kickoff event. Thank you to heartwasteremoval.com for supplying the drinks. We had a blast. It was great seeing some old faces that I hadn't seen since before COVID. Uh, my wife enjoyed meeting you guys as well. Michelle uh, was out there with me. So appreciate all you guys that came out. And we'll do it again soon. But uh, with that, going to sign off this edition of the podcast. Hope you guys have been enjoying all the fall camp coverage. We're just two-ish weeks away from college football season starting up. So stay tuned uh, for much more from practices as the Mustangs get ready for their season opener. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.